When our patients are in the hospital, it's often some of the hardest times of their life. A lot of those hospital admissions and complications can be prevented. We are establishing a foundation for what home health will look like in the future. We provide the how-to for our patients. We're bringing the ER to the home in many, many areas. This is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Welcome to The Voice of Humana Nurses, a podcast about clinicians committed to improving lives. Join me, other nurses from Humana, and special guests as we discuss topics nurses care about. Hi, this is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on The Voice of Humana Nurses podcast. I'm really excited for today's episode where we're going to be talking about home health and home-based care, and more broadly, the role of care at home in the whole healthcare ecosystem. And particularly, since this podcast is focused on nurses, we'll discuss why home health can be an appealing career choice for nurses and talk through the must-dos for nursing leadership to ensure that we have a workplace where nurses have the opportunity to be heard, where nurses have a voice, and where nurses find a sense of belonging and support in the workplace. So with me today are Connie Dolan, President of Centerwell Home Health, the Southeast Region, and Brian Barney, a Humana Care Manager who's been very engaged in our nursing community as a nurse ambassador. So Connie and Brian, welcome, and thank you for carving out some time to spend with us today. I'm really excited to dig into the conversation with you. Connie, maybe we can start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your career journey and how you found your way into home health? Hey, Kathy, thank you for asking. So I graduated nursing school in 1988, so I know that's been a, a little while back, uh, but a lot's changed in nursing throughout the years, and it's changed for the better. I started my career, like many nurses do, in acute care. You know, I loved critical care and trying to predict the health care of the patient. I learned then that there was a setting in home health that provided an opportunity for our patients once they left that hospital setting. I never dreamed that home health would be a place that I would land or where I would grow my career. So I was invited to shadow a friend who was working in home health. Of course, this was before the HIPAA times. And to see what the home health setting and a home health nurse actually did in the day of the life. I fell in love with it very, very quickly. I saw how I was able to make a difference in the lives of my patients, and that challenged me. I also looked into why do we document as much as we document, or why are we providing specific assessment techniques? And I learned the why we do what we do and how it made a difference in the broader healthcare industry. And so I really dug into um, what a difference it made in my patients' lives, in their families' lives and even in the community. So home health was not a place I thought I would be destined to be when I graduated nursing school, but it's certainly a place I found my home. Well, we're certainly very happy and grateful that you found that home. Brian, how about you? Tell us a little bit about your career journey. Thank you for having me on the show. Similar to Connie, I started in the acute care hospital setting. I worked in the medical surgical unit of my local hospital, and my goal was always to transition to the emergency room. I never thought that I would find my way into home health. Kind of like Connie mentioned, it was never something that appealed to me or or really nothing that I knew of. After about seven years of working in the hospital, I was kind of looking for something different, trying to find another opportunity in healthcare, and home health kind of found me. 
you know, I never realized that I was missing the closure that you receive in home health. You know, when you work in an acute care setting, you take care of those patients in the hospital and then they go home and you never really understand how they got to be so sick or how their health turned out after they left the hospital. When I went to the home health setting, I quickly realized, you know, that a lot of those hospital admissions and complications could be prevented. That's awesome. Um, I feel like I'm among kindred spirits here. I also never thought that I would even want to try home health. And I, after um, being in hospital settings like you um, both have described, I needed some more flexibility. I had a young child and thought that, you know, maybe this is something that can give me a little flexibility. And I really, really loved, it's really my very favorite practice setting. I love, as you said, Brian, the relationships, the ability to really make a difference and see it. I'm with you. I love home health and I think it's a great practice setting. Connie, maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. You know, all three of us worked in different environments before we found or were found by the, the home health setting. So how is home health, what are some of the advantages, both for an experienced nurse and some things that new nurse graduates might want to consider when they're thinking about practice settings and they're thinking about home health? What makes it an attractive career choice for nurses? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Kathy, especially considering the nursing shortage we have today. Why choose home health? And I could give you a ton of reasons why. It offers the opportunity for us to work independently in the home. We are able to meet the patients where they are on their journey. We are able to follow the patient all the way through, like Brian said, from the acute care setting when they're discharged, we at Home Health follow them through their journey to keep them out of the hospital and to keep them at home where they're able to age in place, which is what our patients want to do. When our patients are in the hospital, it's often some of the hardest times of their lives, and you have to consider the families and the caregivers as well. Home health is the next chapter in their story, but it's also one of the most important to the patient and their families because when they get home, that determines how well they recover or to regain their independence. We provide the how-to for our patients. So that experience, Kathy, is the same, whether you are an experienced nurse or whether you are a new graduate. However, I will say um, with a new graduate, the orientation and the onboarding is longer than typical because we want to ensure that our clinicians have the appropriate skill set to take care of our aging population. New graduates should definitely consider this as a career option, and I wish I would have in 1988, coming out of nursing school, with the right training and the education, home health is a long and rewarding career. Um, We also have the flexibility of work hours for work-life balance. And Kathy, you said it exactly, life changes, and we go through different stages in life. When I worked at a facility in a hospital, I loved the advantage of having flexible work schedules of seven on, seven off, four tens, but I hated the fact that many times I would go to work when it was dark, And then I would leave when it was dark, and I really never saw outside. And so I really felt disconnected. We at Home Health, we have, uh, we offer a changing environment so you don't get bored and you don't get stuck in a routine. We now in Home Health can offer these flexible schedules like our hospitals. We can offer the seven on, seven off, and the four tens. So that flexibility can change as your needs change throughout life. If you need to adapt your working hours to your family schedule, we have the ability to do it. So I think that's what makes home health unique from other healthcare settings. 
Yeah, no, and and your passion shines through there. I, I think really well said, Brian. Anything that you'd like to add from your perspective? You know, I agree completely with Connie. I think being outdoors was honestly one of the most refreshing things for me when I got into home health. You're not stuck inside the four walls of the hospital just looking out the window. You're not going in when it's dark and leaving when it's dark in the wintertime. If you happen to have a patient with a lot of needs, you know, in the hospital, you might deal with that for 12 or 14 hours, where in the home health setting, you know, you go see a a patient in their home for 30 minutes to an hour, and then, you know, you have that time to decompress and move on to your next visit. I also think that there is a lot of reward that comes from closure as well as the developing relationships with patients in their home, being able to help them and, and see the barriers that they struggle with on a daily basis and help them overcome those barriers is very rewarding. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you both. I really treasure the relationships, and I have found that I learned so much from my home health patients because I really was able to see the context they lived in. It is a little different when you're working with someone who's in a hospital bed and when you're in the environment that they live in every day. So really, really great input there. You know, something else that I'd like to talk about, you know, Connie, you mentioned a nursing shortage. We've had so many challenges over the past couple of years with COVID and many other things that are happening in our society. You know, I think that on the one hand, it's really kind of elevated the importance, the value that nurses bring. And I I think as a profession, maybe we as a profession are becoming a little more united and solidified around the value that we bring to healthcare and the value that, you know, asserting our value, asserting what we need from our employers and the healthcare systems that we might work in. So I wonder if you can talk a little bit about being a nurse leader and what you think some of the really necessary must-dos are to make sure Um, that nurses who work in the home health environment, really in any environment, but if you can speak a little specifically about home health, ensuring that your nurses feel supported in the workplace, that they feel they belong, that their work-life balance, well-being, et cetera, is cared for. What What do you think are some of the most important things that you as a leader should concentrate on there? You know, that's a great question, and it's one I ponder on every single day. I want to make sure that I'm delivering for our team, for our nurses and our other clinicians. So I ask these questions often of our people. And what I find, Kathy, is nurses and other clinicians, they they want to be heard. They have some great suggestions in improving their daily work life, and they want the leaders to hear them about their ideas. This practice establishes a culture of compassion and caring from the leaders in our organization, and I've experienced this firsthand. We need to understand not all nurses want to move into management, but they may desire to be a leader within their profession. We have to give them the opportunities for leadership, for professional development, and higher-level training. That's why investing in our people is vital. It's probably the most important thing I do each and every day. Uh, The clinical acuity of our patients is higher than it's ever been, and it continues to get higher. Our hospitals are tied to a length of stay, and patients are discharged much sooner to the home. So as a nurse, I appreciate our organization for investing in my skill set, for developing specialty programs and and advanced skills validation so we can provide the highest quality of care to our patients. 
for providing advanced level training and opportunities like our wound treatment associate program, our new diabetes training. We have to invest in our nurses and make them feel they are a critical member of our team. We have to listen to our nurses on what they need and what they want. They have great ideas. Yeah, it's so true. And I had to smile a little bit when you said, you know, you, you really talked about the importance of hearing the voice of nurses. And it's a little ironic because we totally believe that. That's the name of our podcast series, The Voice of Humana Nurses. Really getting to that front line. These are the folks that really, they know what they need. They know what the issues and the opportunities are, and they've thought about solutions. So I couldn't agree with you more that we really need to listen to, involve, and support our nurses from the front line all, all the way around. I know that your passion there is real. We've had several conversations really about digging in there, and I know that you, know, you really are such an advocate and supporter of your nursing population. Brian, can you share a little bit from your perspective? What are some of the most important things that leaders can do to ensure that there's a positive workplace for nurses? You have to assess your clinicians and be open to their input and their suggestions. You know, as leaders, sometimes you get focused on the task at hand and you forget about the details that go into completing those tasks. And a lot of times if you just sit down and listen to the individuals that are completing those tasks, you know, you can gain a lot of insight and really gain a lot of knowledge of how to form those tasks maybe more efficiently or gain better outcomes, which for the patient, you know, keeps them out of the hospital and improves their overall health and well-being. Right, yeah. Listen to the experts and listen to the people who are doing things every single day. Such great advice. I appreciate that. Also want to circle back, you know, from something that I heard from Connie as well. Not all of us are on the same path. Not all of us have the same goals. And I, I think that really understanding, first of all, folks on, on this podcast have heard me say before that all nurses are leaders. We lead by, you know, the way we develop relationships. We lead by the trust that people have in us. We lead by influencing and some of us lead other people too. So, you know, whether it's continuing to develop your clinical skills, leadership skills, you know, skills around the business of healthcare, there's so many opportunities for us to support our nurses and to really understand and respect each of their personal goals and pathways. So really appreciate the perspective you both brought there. Funny, um, you know, we're in the middle of integration with Humana and Kindred at Home. Kindred at Home is also in the middle of a rebranding, and they will, I think, by the fourth quarter, all of our Kindred at Home Home Health will be rebranded to CenterWell. So, you know, I wanted to just, you know, kind of probe into this. Um, as we go through this integration, one of the things that we're really focusing on is this one big nursing community that we have. Brian's an ambassador. He's very involved in our Humana nursing community. Um, we have other nurses from Kindred at Home Centerwell joining us. We're expanding our community while respecting that we have an even broader range of practice areas for our nurses. So I'm really excited about this. Just wondering your feelings. What excites you about this opportunity? Well, I've been very involved in the integration, and I have to say I have been 
so impressed at how welcoming uh, Humana has been to the Kindred at Home family. We have rebranded um, several states already to Centerwell, and I can tell you the Centerwell logo and purpose behind that logo really aligns with our mission and our mission in home health, but also in the broader ecosystem. This relationship, it offers a unique challenge in the overall healthcare experience, not only for our patients, but also for our employees. That's a big part of what we do every day. One unified nursing community allows us to learn from each other. We all bring different backgrounds, and we also bring different experiences to the table, and we can learn from each other, both positive and negative, you know. Um, We are also changing, just not only the nature of our profession, but growing with that change every day is exciting. I truly believe we are establishing a foundation for what home health is going to look like in the future, Kathy. Yeah, that's so right. And, you know, we're so excited. You know, we always envision this continuum of care and the home and the home setting is such a foundational, crucial part of it. And as I meet more and more of the folks from Kindred, from Centerwell, hear their stories and, you know, just the wonderful care um, that's provided in the home. I'm also struck about how much more complex, how, you know, you mentioned um patients today have have really high acuities, but how complex these cases are, these patients that we take care of. You know, having said that um, and, and having recognized the expertise that our nurses, our therapists, our whole care team brings to the table, I can't help but think that that only benefits patients. It only benefits them to be able to have this level of expertise and be able to stay at home. I just wanted to probe a little bit into your thoughts about that. How does the provision of home health and this concept of driving more care into the home and more complex care, how do you think that it benefits the patient? Well, that's a great question. Historically, uh, patients with chronic and complex disease processes, as you all know, they spend a lot of time in a facility. I mean, whether that's a hospital or a long-term care or rehab facility, and not only is that not where the patients want to be and it increases their risk to the patient, it's also very costly to the healthcare system. So with the pandemic, while they were in facilities, many patients were isolated. I mean, they were lonely. They were longing for the comforts of home. So with the expanded ecosystem, we can offer so many options to our patients to help them age in place, which again, that is where our patients want to be. We can offer advanced services in the home today that was never imagined or even available several years ago. We're bringing the ER to the home in many, many areas, thus mitigating the risk to the patient and reducing their need for rehospitalization. So the innovations that we have learned and that we are able to collectively give to our patients is a tremendous advantage that I'm blessed to be part of. Yeah, and I'm glad that you talked about isolation. We've seen that so much over the past few years. You know, unfortunately, when people are in facilities, their family who and friends who might be their traditional caregivers haven't always been able to be there with them. And I think in addition to that expertise and bringing the ability to support complex care in the home you know, to our patients, it also encompasses that really important support system that's there. And I'm just really excited about learning from all of you and incorporating all of your expertise into our care models. 
So, you know, as we're kind of, I could talk about this all day, and, and obviously both of you are very passionate about it too, but as we kind of come to the end of our time, would like to ask both of you, what's your advice for nurses who might want to think about a career in home health or who might never have thought about a career in home health? What's your advice if you had to give a little advice to our, our listeners out there? Connie, do you want to start? My advice is to research it for yourself. Take the opportunity to shadow a home health nurse. Find out what it's really like. There are advantages and disadvantages to any job and to any career. But when you understand the why to what we do, you will find that getting out of bed every day and truly making a difference in the lives of our people in your community is very rewarding. You'll see why so many patients tell us that our clinicians feel like part of their family. They know how much we care and understand them, their family dynamics, and their challenges. Very well said. Very well said. Thanks, Connie. Brian, what would you say to nurses who um, you might want to say take a chance on home health? The best advice I would give other nurses looking to explore careers in home health is do some job shadowing and research into what case management has to offer. There's a whole other world of healthcare outside of hospitals and clinics, and the perfect opportunity for you may exist outside the goals and boundaries that you've set for yourself with your career. You know, I think one of the big misconceptions with home health is that you're going to lose your nursing skills. While I might not remember every step of the ACLS algorithm, I certainly haven't lost any of my nursing skills, and you have plenty of opportunity to practice those in the home health setting. Very well said. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, was speaking to one of our kindred at home center well nurses the other day who came from the emergency department. And he was very eloquent about how the skills he developed there were so applicable in the home health environment as well. And, you know, I think that's another thing that people really can think about how those skills, that's a great point, Brian, really are transferable. And clearly, you both have a lot of passion. One of the great things about nursing is there are so many practice settings. The three of us have a passion for home health. And I think that you gave a lot of reasons, both of you. Um, why people might want to think about it further. So just before we end, um, we're going to take a little um, turn here. I'm going to ask one more quick question. Is there someone else or some other subject that you think that we should talk about in future podcasts? Connie? I would be remiss if I didn't suggest Susan Benoit. Uh, she's the president of the Kindred at Home, the home health overall. I think she would be a wonderful guest, Kathy. Now, she is not a nurse by trait, um, but she has led and managed nurses for many, many years. She exhibits the vision, and also she shows the compassion and the value of the care we provide. I mean, she is truly at the heart of the mission that we are on. Very much agree with you. Very well said. Brian, any suggestions from you? I don't think enough can be said or discussed about taking care of yourself and your well-being. I think as nurses, we really stretch ourselves thin at times, caring for others. Sometimes we lose sight of how important it is to actually care for ourselves and make sure that we secure our own foundation without overextending ourselves to help others. Absolutely. So important. Um, one of our, our guests um, over the past year um, said something that always sticks with me, and that's that self-care is not selfish care. It's essential. And I, I think that we all need to be reminded of that, too. So thanks. I appreciate that. 
So I think our time is coming to an end here. It was a great conversation. Appreciate you both spending some time with us. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to the Voice of Humana Nurses wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you as well. So send us an email at chiefnursingofficer at humana.com and give us your comments and your suggestions about topics or people you want to hear about or hear from. So until next time, be well. 